Good morning. It's Monday, July 26th. And we're going to take a look this week, continuing with Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We're going to look at the fourth chapter, <clears throat> verses 1 to 16. And so, um, take, take a, as we conclude with our devotions, well, let's, no, let's go ahead and read it t- t- tonight. So, um, if you have your Bibles, open up to Ephesians 4. And this is where Paul deals, <coughs> excuse me, deals with the unity in the body of Christ. He begins, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all and in all. For grace was given to each of us according to the measures of Christ's gifts. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the wages and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped, when each part is working properly, making the body grow, so that it builds itself up in love. That's our text. So some people have described the Christian life as not difficult, but impossible. I think we can agree that without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we would not be able to live in faithful obedience to God and experience the abundant life that is available to us through the cross of Jesus Christ. At the same time, it is important for us to realize that there are key truths to the Christian life that, when understood and lived out, allow the Spirit to move through us forcefully. The first set of keys is centered in God's grace. We were once dead, now we are alive. The new life that we have is a gift from God. A second key focuses on the truth that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. God is not only moving in our lives and world in ways that we do not understand and cannot comprehend. God is also moving in a manner that is beyond our greatest hopes and dreams. The second set of keys that we'll, we will begin to look at this week is is based on the assumption that faith is more than merely conforming to certain theological principles like those of the first keys. Christian faith involves living out these truths in the fellowship of our brothers and sisters in Christ and in the community and world in which you and I live in. Would you pray with me? Oh, Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for your gift of grace. May I live out the truth of your word in my life.
moment. And so God, God gives us this gift of grace. And his desire is that you and I live it out. We follow the truth of his word. And that guides our life. So, so think about that today as we begin this study this week on Ephesians 4. I pray you have a great week. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.